everybody, thanks for coming out. Please put your hands together for mending. like the musical opposite of what I do. Good job. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Uh, I am not on cocaine, and I have not been diagnosed with anything that makes me inherently manic, yet everyone thinks that I am manic and on a bunch of cocaine. Hopefully, this lovely band and this lovely setting will calm me down. It won't. That's a lie. I'm just going to sound just as crazy as ever before. How are you two doing? You don't have a mic, Josh, so we're just going to listen to her. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I think I can speak for Josh as well. We're both fantastic. Thank Good. You How was your day? It was pretty good. How was your day? Mm. It was a long one. Uh, I woke up uh, way too early at 11 a.m. Now, that sounds like, oh, what a, what a loser. He slept too late. No, I was doing a radio show until 5 a.m., and uh, so that I'm very, very tired, and I'm going to sound manic right now. So here, thanks for coming to the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I live in Washington, D.C. That's a very, very far place. I'm in Chicago, Illinois right now. Uh, no one seriously wants to be here on the 4th of July. I don't know why. Everywhere I go, there's not a lot of people. That's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. That's just a thing. Why are kids throwing fireworks at me every single 4th of July? Little kids throw fireworks at me. Do I scream, hey, that's the guy that you should throw fireworks at? Based on how I look in this bar right now, yes, absolutely. I'm the guy you should be throwing 
throwing fireworks at that being said, please do not throw fireworks at me. I do not enjoy fireworks. Here's why. Little kids threw fireworks at me. On the 4th of July, uh, 10 years ago, on July 4th, 2006, that's what 10 years ago means, I was doing nothing. I was just wasting time, and I was skateboarding around, little fat boy, skateboarding around, making some music videos that no one liked, but I liked them. So I made those music videos, and one of the music videos I made was like, I'm going to conquer my fears. I'm going to bicycle and or skateboard around Logan Square all of 4th of July in 2006. Now, Logan Square right now does not look like how Logan Square looked in 2006. It was a little bit different, a little bit more, less gentrified, uh, a little less white, very less white. Anyways, so a lot lot of real cool fireworks displays in alleys, a lot of cool fireworks displays next to uh, cars that have full tanks of gasoline in them. No one cares. That's just how, no, no cars burn down. People could just, if cars don't burn down and there are fireworks being lit underneath them, I shouldn't worry about that. I'm a human being. I'm not going to burst into flames, yet I think I'm always going to burst into flames. Anyways, I'm filming a music video for a song that's not very good that I wrote. I'm a fantastic musician. It's called Drop D. You put it in Drop D and you put your finger up and down. Now you're a guitar player. That's how that works. Anyways, I did that and I made the video and I'm somewhat proud of it because I did not die and I made that video. I did not conquer my fears. Instead, I willingly put myself into horrible situations. Ladies and gentlemen, that is this show. It's me putting myself into uncomfortable positions and you witnessing it, and hopefully this does not erupt in flames. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. Um, It's difficult to leave your house, but it's incredibly easy to leave your house today. And what's difficult about coming to a show like this today is it is damn near perfect outside. I think it's 72 and sunny with no clouds in the sky on 4th of July Sunday, no one has work tomorrow, and you chose to be in this dark room with us. And I thank you sincerely for that. That means so much to me. I don't know if it means anything to the other people on stage, but I'm assuming it means something because they also spent time with me. You could be eating meat right here outside, and you chose to be in here. That being said, I highly doubt the band eats meat. Are you guys vegetarians? No? Josh, you're a vegetarian? Perfect, because uh, sometimes stereotypes are true. Uh, If you look like that and you're that thin, you are not eating meat. Good job, Josh. We're going to have a show. This is the show. We are in the midst of a show. Uh, This is a Jay Leno tribute show. You're going to play 10 to 15 seconds. If you want, don't. I don't care. It'd be real weird if I asked you to do it and you agreed to it and then you say no, but I understand. Consent is key. So that's the moral of the story. Consent is key. If you have a house band and they don't want to play, that's on you. I'm trying to make it so you're comfortable. I know this is not helping, but that's okay. We have to be who we are. This is 4th of July weekend. I hope everyone's having a great American bash. No one likes that but me. And one other guy. Hell yeah, son. Hustle, loyalty, respect. That's what this holiday is about. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the opposite of me mending everybody. Here we go. 10 to 15 seconds. Stop right now. You're really good at this. To a point where I'm angry. I'm never going to get a show on public radio because of everything that I do. You know what I mean? You, you, you make eye contact with me right now. You get it. You understand what this is. This is not... No one's going to pledge drive for this. Even though I'm, like, great. If you were on the pledge drive, I would call immediately and donate money. You're a lovely liar, but you're a liar. Out of fear. fear, He's going to come through the radio and attack us. No. Could you talk for like 10 seconds? Because I'm romantic right now. All right. I feel like I I didn't hit record. I know I hit record, but I I feel like I didn't hit record. Okay. I actually want to do show note, guys. Put away all the firecrackers I gave you to throw at Brandon. We're not doing that anymore. I just, I feel bad now. Because he, he has a real fear, and eh, let's not do it. We'll do it later. Maybe an intermission during the show. Did you hit record? I did, and then I just hit stop on the other one. Oh, all right. No, yeah. We're still good. Huh. Should I keep that in the show, or should I put what? the show? No, because I don't want to hear myself. I know what happened. This is episode, listen, this is a real special episode. This is episode 438, and I don't know if you guys know about mythology, but the... the Esmeralda, how are you? It's real good. No, he's like this because we've. this is the second time we've been talking on microphones this day. Today, yes. We did, we did a, uh, a radio show, an honest-to-God radio show on a radio station from 2 a.m. 
to 5 a.m. Which was like six, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. for me because I right. flew in. So I'm on East Coast time. There you go. Yeah. Which is wor- better? Worse. Okay. So I'm a little bit more tired than I should be. Right. Also, this is not my job. Your, your job is literally going to the radio station at 9 p.m. to work from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Right. By choice. This is a job so, that you chose to do. So I'm used to this. And I am not I used to I slept this. like a baby. I did not. And you did not. And no. now this is what we get. How much Manic Brandon Weatherby. One, does not matter how much sleep I got. You know how I am. All that of is you, true. If you've ever listened to this show, thank you so much. Uh, that's how... <laughs> thank you. It means a lot. That is, yeah, no, but that is the gift we get, a manic Brandon Weatherby. Am I the best manic pixie dream girl in the world? The answer is yes, yeah. uh, I'm the best. I don't think I know any other ones, so you're the only one. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, were you at all nervous last night? Yeah. No, what? I wanted to vomit. Why did you want to vomit? Because they were giving me the controls. Like I said, I was, it was like the, you were the uh, inmates. Running the prison or whatever. Yeah, you tried to close out the show last night saying, thanks for giving the inmates the keys to the asylum. And I said, stop that. Uh, Thanks for giving the microphones to two qualified individuals. You should give us awards and more money for doing a fantastic job. I'm right. You know that, right? That was like, we opinion. did a fantastic job. I'm not going to apologize and pretend that I wasn't amazing. We were both amazing. And if anything didn't work, that was due to the engineer or the producer. We could not have possibly been better. By the way, I think they did a fantastic job. What I'm saying is everyone did the best of their abilities. John Cena is how I live my life. John Cena and RuPaul. Now, when you think of the Hungry Brain listener at home, imagine RuPaul's Drag Race. Imagine the workroom. Right? Now put a WWE ring in the middle of it. That's what the Hungry Brain looks like. It's not dark at all. It's not a jazz club. It's mostly a drag queen slash wrestler haven where no drag queens or wrestlers perform. I think that's an accurate way to paint a picture of the Hungry Brain for the people that haven't been here. Is that fair band that plays beautiful music? Definitely. We feel very at home here. Have you ever thought about scoring a WWE film? It's one of our goals. That's our next project. That's pretty cool. God damn. Wait, there's films? Oh, yes. Like mo- like action movies or, or just like Mostly the Roma- life of whoever? Both. What do they do? Uh, well, they just wrapped production for The Marine 5 starring The Miz. Uh, this is a true thing. You might know The Miz because he was No, on- I know. He's from the real world. Exactly. Uh, the Marine 1 was a documentary about John Cena's time in the military. Okay. And Wow. And I, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Is this a straight-to-video production? Because uh, the Marine Five, yes, but the Marine One was in theaters. Oh, yeah. all right. I did not uh, catch that. So why were you? Was it ner- at the landmark? It was. The, it Is was it the music box. It was. All, they just did the music box. It was okay. the premiere. Was at the music box. Right. Some local humor for the people in the room. <laughs> um, okay. So why were you nervous last night, considering you go into the radio station five days a week? Because I, it was, we were in charge. You're going in tonight. Yeah, but I'm not in charge. I can sit there and be quiet and, and then just interject something and be like, huh, okay, bye, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then wander you, around the building for ten minutes. You could have done that last night. No. You could have been bad at your job. See, no, because I can be fine with my job but still wander the building. Is that a requisite <laughs> for a good job for you? It's like, I need at least ten minutes an hour to wander the building. Well, you know, you need a break sometimes. I don't think that that's built into most people's jobs. But the show that we were doing was nonstop. We could not... We had maybe three minutes every 20 minutes to just sit there and go, okay, what are we talking about next? Do we have something to talk about? What do we got to to talk about? Something. Because we can't have silence. That was nerve-wracking. It's frightening. Have you guys tried to talk for three hours pretty much straight? Yes. It's incredibly easy. Have you listened to this show? (laughs) Scary for me. Apparently not, me. not for you. Not at all. <laughs> they don't pay me enough, baby. This so, <laughs> God damn it. Wow, all right. I don't even know Well, anymore. now I know. Next time, I will, I'll tell you when, and I'll be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go take a walk. See you later. It would have been the same. It would have been the <laughs> absolute same thing. Uh, people actually, like, text in and call in. and They and, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People text in. People were calling, but we didn't take their calls. Yeah. They didn't like when I said on the Real Big Boy Radio that no one should do a call-in show because it's a bad idea. Right. People like to interact. They shouldn't. They should just do their own show like we do. 
Everyone should be like us and try harder. They should, they should do a show based on what they hear. It's essentially like a rant-based radio show. That's what we do. Oh, I just realized, I've, like, oh. if you break it down for what I do and what Dennis Miller does, it's not very different. <laughs> and that is so depressing. It's just, it's just sinking Aww, in right now. It's okay. Dennis Miller is... Okay. Nope. Right? Bad. He's a bad... No, it's bad. Uh, he's, got, he's got a show, right? It doesn't matter. Lots of people have people shows. People like him. doesn't matter. People the, pay the him. The wrong people like him and the wrong people pay. There are the right and the wrong people. In That's this okay, situation. though. You still get paid. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, we're going to have a great show tonight. Uh, I like that this is the moment where you're like, oh, This no. is literally the moment where I realized, like, oh, if you break it down and you have to describe it to someone, I could just say Dennis Miller and they would understand. Oh, it's sad. Anyways, you're on the radio tonight. Are you excited about that in any way? Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's just... I, gotta go, I just got to go to work. Fantastic. I got to go to work. Uh, Mending, will you play 10 to 20 seconds of quite possibly the worst, slowest, saddest, pop culture-friendly music circa 1996 possible? We can do that. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a friend of mine. I'm surprised he hasn't done the show before. Please put your hands together for the very nice Mr. Kevin Brody, everybody. Kevin, come to the stage. You guys are really good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. Calm down. Nope. Oh, okay. Only he can be manic. We can only have one manic person on stage at a time. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Kevin? Yeah. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Kevin, how long have you been performing as a stand-up comedian? Uh, four and a half years or so. How long... When do you think you'll realize how to talk into a microphone correctly? Oh, it, it's, it's awfully loud up here, so I, I didn't want to blow. Fan, you know what I mean? Fantastic. Hey. Kevin, you're on the show for multiple reasons. Number one, you host, a fan, you host and produce a fantastic show called Arguments and Grievances. I do. Thank you. What is the premise of Arguments and Grievances? Uh, so Arguments and Grievances, we get comedians and other funny people to debate real stupid topics against each other. Uh, Bigfoot the monster truck versus Bigfoot the creature. Uh, you know, silly things like that. The audience votes. We do it as a podcast. It's a real fun time. It's very fun. You were kind enough to have me on last year. Yes. I debated Beanie Babies versus regular babies. Yes. I, Which one were you? I voted for Beanie Babies. Okay. Uh, did you win? I don't remember. I did win. Mm. Uh, the main crux of my argument was if someone gives you a Beanie Baby at 16, it makes you happy. And if someone gives you a real baby at 16, it makes you sad. You're not wrong. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty true. Uh, if a baby is wanted, it is the most lovely thing in the world. And if a beanie baby isn't wanted, eh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. So, yeah, I won that one, clearly. But that's not the only reason why you're here to talk. Okay. Two microphones. Mm. Um, your father recently passed away. He sure did. Um, we got him. Uh, a few <laughs> things about that. Number one. Uh, you weren't a fan of dad. No, I was not. You were a fan of dad for a long time. I was. And then things change. Things did change. Uh, I, I'm going to recommend other podcasts because this is what a podcast is, and that's what other podcasts do. You recommend other white people that produce podcasts. So <laughs> Kevin was on a fantastic show called Wrestling with Depression. Yes. And you talked about daddy. I did. And how daddy, Please call him daddy for the rest of the show. And how daddy became a bad man. Daddy was the bad man, yeah. Daddy became a bad man. Well, he was a bad man. You found right. out that daddy became a bad man before you were born. And that yes. altered your opinion of Daddy. And Daddy took a long time to die. Yeah, he really did. Now, I'm bringing this up into a microphone in front of people because you were very, very public about Daddy going away. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm very public about it. People also, are, I love this. Listen, uh, I, I understand that people are very, very, very uncomfortable right now. I could not I'm not be... saying I just wanted to point that out in the room. Like, I'm reading yeah. the room, and I get it. I'm sorry, but not really, because there's catharsis at the end, and that's the whole point. That's why we're doing this. We're not just attacking people. No, and I, I also could not be enjoying him calling daddy uh, to my dad in the story of my dad's terrible life anymore. So it's beautiful to me. I want everyone to have a good relationship with daddy and or father yeah. and or sir, whatever you call the person. We're not here to tell you how to talk to daddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
We're here to tell you how I talked to Daddy Actually, while Daddy was dying. Maybe the show should be how I should talk to Daddy. Daddy's talking daddies? <laughs> Kevin, I think you need to stop with this arguments and grievances bullshit, and I think we have a new path for you. Daddy's talking daddies. The first Sunday of every month at Shuba's, go check out Daddy's Talking Daddies starring Kevin. So Daddy died. <laughs> he did, yeah. And you wrote a very, um, very open and honest and very heavy post about it. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote quite a few of them as he was dying as well, but yeah, yeah. I'm just focusing on the greatest hits here. I mean, we can't get yeah. into the B-sides here. Yeah, that's true. No, there's some deep cuts in the, the album of Whoops, Who's Dying Now? Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about the bangers, the real hits. CVS Bangers is a fantastic... Do you know what that is? Yeah, I, I know CVS Bangers. Hell yeah, son. Yeah. I don't think anyone else does. No, fuck them. We're the daddies in the room right yeah, now. Yeah, hell yeah. We're good daddies, though. Dude, daddies shop at CVS all the time. Where are you going to stay cool and also get the things you need for your house? CVS. Listen to some bangers. All right, just for us? Great. Oh, it's so fun. Okay. <laughs> I think... I don't think it's a controversial statement to say that it's pretty rare and um, pretty admirable to do what you did, which was be open about something that's very horrible. Uh, thank you, I guess. Um, I don't want to... I just want to talk about the, the, the main strokes so people could get an idea of what's going on. Absolutely. So you liked your dad. You found out your dad wasn't so good to your siblings. Yeah. And uh, his death took a very long time, and you essentially became partially caretaker. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. So, and that's uh, why you're in the state of Illinois. That is, yeah, that is the only reason I'm still in Chicago. Okay. Now that your dad is gone, yeah. why are you here? Uh, finishing up the last uh, – so – we were in the middle of a Medicaid denial appeal yeah. when he actually died, so that is still ongoing. So we still owe $50,000 to a nursing home, and there's a bunch of other legal who's, things to clear who's up. Who's the we in this situation? The we would be my mom, but I am power of attorney as well as my sister and her. So it's not – like, if I fucked off to California, it would be fine. Like, my sister would take care of it, but, like, I've been taking care of the legal and the uh, medical stuff for, like, three years. So – I kind of have to finish all that stuff up, save up just a little bit more money, and then get out of here. Okay, so um, why don't you just all change your name and not take care of that bill? Why? Do you, why come on. I know. Well, I mean, because they know where we live. They have all our social security Not numbers. if you move. That's true. They'll never find me again. No, uh, that's a great idea. I would love to do it. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, this is not what I thought we would talk about, but it's kind of it's kind of what I thought we would talk about. I don't about. think this is what anyone thought we would talk about. But I like talking about this stuff because I don't think it's – I know for a lot of people it's just uncomfortable, and there's no way around that. But that's not necessarily a reason There's a not- couple ways around it. I can get around it. Listen, let me get around it, right? Continue. Good guy. Whoops. Imagine he did some shit that would make him a bad guy, except for years he was dying, and I was going, man, it would be good if this bad guy died. And now he's dead, and I'm having a nice summer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Now, Does he feel better now? Like he's, you know. No, we need to. <laughs> what we need to do is come up with the perfect score for that. We need to have a soundtrack. Now, this is a fantastic band. Mending is fantastic, but Mending's going to make you cry, right? You know, instantly. Sorry that I'm like pointing. I'm gesturing with my arm like I'm going to punch both members of this clearly nonviolent band, and I apologize for that. That is not intentional. I'm just full of cocaine. Anyways, J.K. guys, normal. You mean Coca-Cola? Nope, cocaine the drug. Oh, all uh, right. Straight white man, no one's going to arrest me. Don't worry. Yeah, about I literally, so. I asked you before the show, I was like, you've never done drugs? And you're like, no, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. I don't <laughs> need that stuff. I got this, baby. Anyways. Um, Gross. Yeah, I know. Uh, what is the perfect soundtrack for the summer of Daddy Going Away? Oh, that's a great one. Um, well, you know, like I like a story that, you know, it's got a beginning, a middle, and the end. So we'd start, we'd start pretty hopeless. Uh, we, you know, you just put on all a hospice by the antlers. Just let that ring through so you cry a little bit. And then, uh, I don't know, an old Hold Steady record when they were still good or something? That'd be good, right? Okay. We're, we're done talking about you. I'm done with that. Um, <laughs> this, okay. So Stephanie Haas and I, great friend. Uh, I like to brag about our friendship. It's pretty great. We're <laughs> friends. Uh, shut the fuck up. We're also Don't, friends. It doesn't matter. My show. My show. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie Oz and I uh, were joking about Craig Finn for the billionth time today, July 3rd, 2016. And we're walking by. Where are we walking by? Our Reno. Reno. We're walking by Reno. 
and we noticed there was a poster for Westfest, and we're like, oh, Craig Finn's going to be there. And as soon as she says Craig Finn, someone comes out and goes, hey, do you guys want some free pastries? And we go, yep. And we walk right in. And this is the second time in our life just saying the words Craig Finn resulted in free things. The last time we were in, uh, we, Stephanie Haas and I were in Austin, Texas, and we just we thought we saw Craig Finn, and then we joked like, "Oh, that's just a guy uh, fixing doing all the IT for everybody at South by Southwest." And then I, uh, for some reason, I messaged the person that works for the whole study, and they're like, "No, no, that's actually Craig Finn about to play a free show." So the point is, if you say Craig Finn in Logan Square, people give you free pastries. I don't know why I attacked on the South by Southwest line; that did not help anything. But I have to keep it in the story. But anyways, um, did your daddy like Craig Finn? <laughs> uh, no, probably not. To- <laughs> Not to my knowledge, he didn't. He liked me, and before I got fatter, I looked a lot more like Craig Finn. So, that's uh, not for nothing. Oh, this is, this is your standard late-night-style interview, right? Uh, absolutely. This is what... Oh, this is why I'm never going to be on NPR. Let's just be honest. No one likes talking about dead dads, except me and this guy. I don't even I like it. Thanks, buddy. Let's talk no, about we, your dad. No, never met him. Let's not. Girl. <laughs> they love that on NPR. No, but not Every like... Every other story's about a dead dad. Yeah, but it, yeah, but there'd be like some catharsis, and then like pastries would come at the end of the story. I wouldn't just interrupt a man talking about dead things, and then their, their lovely music would play, and then it'd be like, oh, he learned a lesson. We have not learned a lesson! I mean, he's you not going to get any deader. learn a lesson. That's true. He's yeah. not going to get any debtor. Um, <laughs> well, I think we've isolated everyone in the room. Thank you. For <laughs> no. Um, plugs? I don't know. The, I mean, like, what are we, where do we go from there? We can, uh, we can move on from the dead dad. You got stuff. a minute to make this good. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, well, he. Uh, we don't have to talk about him. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Here, hold on. I brought a small game. This will be easy. I love the Counting Crows. I don't know how you feel. Or the rest of you guys feel. I want to play a game called... Here's the question. Do you feel? Yeah, do you feel? And if you feel, you like the Counting Crows. I want to play a game called, is this the title of a Counting Crows song or a Danielle Steele novel? All right. Time to play the game. You ready? All right. Holiday in Spain. What do you got? Counting Crows. Counting Crows. That's Counting Crows. You guys got to know it. Ready? Sunset in Saint-Tropez. That is Daniel Steele. Daniel Steele. Oh, you guys are killing it. All right. Here we go. Butterfly in reverse. Counting crows. Steel. It's counting crows. Yeah! yeah! I know it. my crows. That's, that's just the three. Just those three ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they have many albums, so. What's the stupid tattoo on your left arm? This, well, don't, I mean, that's hurtful. Go ahead. You no, can read it. Which no, one? There's no. a couple. Yeah, there, I got a couple. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hurtful. No, the one with the text, clearly. Uh, it says, we must do extraordinary things. We have to. It would be obscene not to. What's that from? That's from Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius. I was 22 once. Fuck you. <laughs> we all make mistakes, okay? I, I didn't make that mistake. Yeah, I know. Hey, when's your next uh, Arguments and Grievances? Uh, we're having a big uh, three-year anniversary of the podcast coming up on the first Sunday in August. Oh. Yeah. Where's it at? It's at At North, so a new venue. It's not at Shuba's anymore. Why would you mention the old venue to confuse people? Is that why you did that? No, because you, mentioned it, er- at you mentioned it earlier. But no one would have remembered that. Well, you know. Where can we find more info? Uh, ArgumentsAndGrievances.com. Oh. This is very intense. For the listener at home, I've turned my body <laughs> to make uncomfortable eye contact with Kevin, and he is not having fun, but I am. Yeah. Do you feel like we did a good job, an okay job, or a bad job? Like a bad job? I'm sorry. Um, we or me? Both. Oh. Uh, we, a bad job. Me, just fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Kevin Brody. Play 20 <laughs> seconds, please. Good job, man. Good job. That's sincere. Good job. again absolutely perfect I'm not I, that was completely sincere I've realized no one knows when I'm sincere anymore should I say this is sincere every single time <laughs> for the listener at home and for the people in the room that aren't within five feet he said say it again the 
the doubt is pleasurable. Please tell me you have a song named The Doubt is Pleasurable. Please write that song. You're so good. Kevin, thanks for doing that. I think he went outside to kill himself. Okay, coming to the stage. Melody, thank you for being here. Uh, We're brand new friends, and I hope you have a good time, and I'll do my best to not make this segment like the last segment. Is that fair to say? Uh, you can see this next performer at the Comedy Exposition in uh, two weeks in Chicago, Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Melody Kamali, everybody. Melody! Oh, man. The doubt is pleasurable. I think I saw that on Kevin Brody's other arm. <laughs> is he? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Um, hey, happy long weekend, everybody. This is good. Um, Happy to not be at work. Clap it up if you work in an office. Anyone got an office job? So you have a work voice too? Does it sound like this? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm the weird one at work. Um, <laughs> always hunting over. I feel like I get unsolicited Advil all the time <laughs> from my employer. I, don't know, I feel like that's something you have to ask for. Always portioned out on a sweaty palm for me. <laughs> like, hey Mel, <laughs> fix your face. <laughs> Please fix your face. Oh. I have a a pump-up chant every morning to get me ready for work that I do in my mirror. You guys can use it if you want. goes a little something like this. Um, All right. What do we want? Assertiveness. When do we want it? Whenever's good for you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. I knocked this over. Oh, my God. You good? (laughs) You guys? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't fit in there. I don't, uh, I have to explain English is my second language. Um, so sometimes at work we use these phrases, uh, that'll kind of like throw me off. Uh, a Middle Eastern, um, Iranian specifically, Farsi was my first language. I do know English fine, perfectly, you might notice. Um, but like these phrases throw me off sometimes. Um, like how we agree with people in meetings, like, hey, yeah, if I could just uh, piggyback off Melody and pick her brain and touch her all over with words, like, oh God, <laughs> throws me off sometimes. Like, don't touch me. Uh, I've always wanted to raise my hand in a meeting and be like, yeah, uh, whatever Brian just said, if I could just donkey punch Brian and disagree with him, it's going to be a hard no on what Brian just said. I wasn't listening, though. I'm so hungover right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I maybe have been hungover and drinking so much lately because... um, I was just celebrating Pride Month so hard. Um, I yeah, bisexual women of color, you're welcome for the diversity. All in one package, all in one little package, or medium to large um, <laughs> package. Um, I celebrated Pride by getting out of my first heterosexual relationship. <laughs> it's over. I uh, I'd waited until my late twenties uh, to date a male. I procrastinated dick. Um, <laughs> I think it's just because The L Word was such a popular show for me um, in high school and college. Anyone else? Clap it up if you've seen that show. You got to. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It's just a lot of, like, glamorous lesbians in L.A. just, like, going to coffee shops and, like, fucking. I don't know. It's a great show. Check it out if this sounds ideal for you. How could it not be? Um, But I just, yeah, I think I just watched that show growing up and was like, wait a minute. If I eat pussy, I'll just have an awesome haircut? Is that how that works? Works like the juice will make it grow at an angle, or is that what they style it with? I want that. Um, after my breakup with this man, obviously it wasn't going to work out because he's Middle Eastern too. Uh, a lot of unrest happening there. I don't know if you guys seen CNN, right? While you're not watching the L word, CNN a little. <laughs> A lot of unrest. A lot of war being waged. Uh, he was an Arab man, and I'm a Persian female, and we just hated each other. We, like, just fought so much. Like, fighting became a constant, like, there, um, where we were just always just passive-aggressively, constantly fighting, like, okay, uh, I'll see you relax, and I'll calm you. Oh, uh, whoops. <laughs> Fucked it up on a podcast. <laughs> I'll raise you one. Calm down. <laughs> Good. Good been drinking on this 4th of July, um, celebrating this country. Thanks for having me on your 4th of July weekend show. I am a Middle Eastern girl who was raised by illegal immigrants, but thank you for having me. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
You're like, are you free? Of course I'm free. What am I, what am I gonna, what am I gonna grilling pork? We don't eat, what? I don't know. <laughs> just go to the barbecues for the beer. Yeah, that's a lot of breakup advice I've been getting has just been like, you know, just go out drinking, go out dancing. Just get out actually, like plan things in advance. Go on trips, get out, buy a yacht, you know, get a time. <laughs> like with what money am I gonna do? All of that, uh, I can't just travel so frequently. Uh, I can't vacation like that. What I do instead is I just go to bars with tiki lights and I drink until there's a language barrier. <laughs> just way more cost effective. <laughs> it's like, dame. That's all I know. <laughs> Mas cervezas. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. What else? Uh, a lot of the breakup advice also includes just, like, getting back on the apps. Uh, clap it up if you guys are on the dating apps, the Tinders. Ooh. Okay, normally silence, and I have to dress the lies again, but uh, good. So, you know, um, I, I do, uh, it is awful uh, being on there, but I don't think I'll be deleting the app for a while because the act of swiping uh, legitimately helps me fall asleep at night. <laughs> uh, I think it's because I'm basically counting sheep. Everyone's the same <laughs> on there. Everyone's bio is the same. Um, I've noticed a lot of uh, bios, including, like, people's favorite inspirational quotes that they choose to describe themselves with. Like, a lot of guys on there with inspirational quotes for some reason. Like, yeah, I'm just looking for the live, laugh, love to my carpe diem. <laughs> like, live life to the fullest, girl, but not too full. No fat chicks. All right. <laughs> um, also, one word I see on everyone's bio on there is the word adventure. Everyone's looking for an adventure. <laughs> Like, everyone wants to explore. Like, uh, dating in Chicago is a world of whimsy we're living in. <laughs> um, I have always wanted to match with one of these uh, adventure seekers and uh, show up late, um, decked out in cargo, uh, <laughs> bandana around the head, walking stick, sure, eye patch, why not? Um, kind of show up late, hobbling in with the walking stick, like, oh my god, I am so sorry I'm late. I could not find my compass anywhere. <laughs> Surely you have yours though, right? <laughs> Let's go find that treasure. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I have mentioned frequently, and I do in real life too, can't stop talking about it. I am Iranian. <laughs> uh, my parents um, were illegal immigrants, um, uh, literally got their green cards three days before September 11th. So like, oh, so close. <laughs> but we're in, um, on every government watch list, but we're in uh, the country still. They are finally um, legal now. They can... Um, just uh, be not as uh, paranoid anymore. I was raised in fear and paranoia growing up. Like, <laughs> my parents didn't even trust babysitters uh, with me during the day, uh, so they would drop me off at the public library from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. summer days <laughs> because who knows what 13-year-old in the neighborhood is tied to the local government, you know? <laughs> didn't trust them, but did trust the... Uh, 40 to 50-year-old men at the library there for the National Geographic Tites. <laughs> Trusted them more. Um, obviously, if I wasn't encouraged to speak uh, in daily life, obviously I wasn't going to in the library. Like, you can't talk there. So I realized um, I'm testing out a bunch of different speaking voices. Um, I've landed kind of on this. Um, you guys heard my work voice. <laughs> that is my uh, not-so-genuine voice that I have. It always comes out when I'm lying. Um, and it just, like, gets more and more nasally and, like, high-pitched like this until I just sound like the most jazz soccer mom you've ever met in your entire <laughs> life. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's whenever I'm being uh, not so genuine, I have to be very careful the next time I'm being uh, disingenuous. It doesn't come out, say, uh, at the end of sex. <laughs> when one of these Tinder guys is just checks in at the end, like, did you come? <laughs> be so careful I don't break out into it. Like, I sure did! <laughs> Oh my god, I did, mister. And let me tell you what, you were fantastic. I watched the whole thing. Who wants ice cream? Go team. <laughs> Be so careful I don't do that again. Right, guys? Thank you so much for listening. Melody. Yay. You're very good. Good job. You. you need that. Good job. Thank you. Um, oh. I'm so used to doing a set and running outside Are for you really? a bit. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. You know, uh, you're not the only manic one in the room. I'm not actually manic. Oh, but me neither. People just think I am. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm great. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, same. 
<laughs> How long you been not doing? medicated for? Be- yeah, not at Are all. you medicated? Yeah. What do you want? So much. <laughs> what What's your fave? Oh, mm, gabapentin. <laughs> what? Well, I have no idea what that is. That's an anti-anxiety. Is it working? Clearly not. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> How long are you doing stand-up? Um, I feel like Kevin and I started around the same time, uh, but I did like take a little like break in between there. But I started like four, four and a half years ago. Yeah. Do your parents know you do this? Yes. Have they seen you perform? Um, no. I've actually finally shown them a clip uh, just a few weeks ago when I was home for Memorial Day because um, they'd been asking. They want to show all their coworkers. And how, how did that go? They're like, they were expecting. They knew uh, I had a lot to pull from, <laughs> from them. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, my dad has a note. I do have a joke about how he was always pantsless and he didn't like that one at all, but everything else he's fine with. That is the most American dad, no pun intended, exactly. thing you could no, possibly do. No, that's part do. of the joke. That's how I, yeah. yeah. I say that's like, you know, that transcends race, right? Yeah. Like everyone grew up with a half nude father figure and I do have to say figure because it is very much a figure, like in the corner of your eye because you can't look at it. <laughs> I want to make two jokes but I'm not going to make either of them because it'll make <laughs> people both sad and uncomfortable okay. and possibly angry. Because that's what you want from a joke. <laughs> yeah. Sadness, anger. Sometimes. Okay. Me no laughter, Dennis though. Okay. Uh, uh, what's the day job? Video editor. Oh, that's actually not sad at all. It can be. What do you edit? Um, I actually just quit my job on Friday. Congratulations! So. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So you're unemployed. Um, I will be, yeah. And um, I, I gave my two weeks notice, and they're like, well, we already found your replacement, so it'll be a week. I was like, fuck you too. Why did you, qu- uh, why did you quit? <laughs> um, because, oh, here's the thing. I used to work at WGN. I don't know, were you on WGN radio yes. last night? Okay, radio. yeah. Yes. Um, I worked at the TV station. I was laid off a year and a half ago uh, due to budget cuts, and then I was freelancing around. So this job that I just quit it was the most insane job I've ever had. Like, I will be writing a pilot about it. Um, I worked for a talent agency that represents broadcast talent, so, like, news anchors and meteorologists around the country, um, just at local stations. So, yeah, that can be sad, actually. Just murder, rape, murder, just editing their news stories that they send in every day um, so I can make their demo reels and uh, send it out to different news directors. Uh, There are three men who own this company. One's in New York, one's in LA, and one's in Chicago. And then all the editing is done in Chicago. I was hired on as an editor, but I quickly learned that I would be doing everything for these men. They're middle-aged men who do not know how to even email. I have the passwords to all three of their AOL email accounts. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I have to send, literally the question was asked to me once, hey, Melody, um, how do you, uh, you know when you make, you put a link in an uh, email and you, the, the text is blue and you click on it and it brings you to a link? By the way, they call everything a website, a video, anything online a link. <laughs> so how do you make that link go to another link? They don't know what hyperlinks are or how to do them. Like, so while I'm editing all these like rape stories, rape stories, <laughs> uh, these news reporters all day, I'm also, I just have to stop every time they want to send a goddamn email because they don't know how to do it. Have you ever had to order food for the office with any of their credit cards? No. Damn it. <laughs> I do have their credit card. I do have the company card information. I have. I know. I could. Can so you order everyone in the company. everyone in the room some seamless right now? We're getting just, you it have, on the Amex. <laughs> you have an AOL, You have all their AOL accounts. Yeah. Please. It is the Fourth of July. That is the most American thing to do: is scam your former employer. Yeah. Oh, I'll um. I'll send him... Are you genuinely thinking about doing this right now? Because you're <laughs> no, like No, I am thinking about... I do have a week to make my mark. Um, I've never left a job quietly. Uh, like, I do <laughs> need to uh, raise hell a little bit um, before I go. Because I was so uh, not disrespected, and that's why I'm finally leaving. Uh, so what have you done before? Yeah. What have you done before? Um, just, uh, it started out in, like, college, like, barista jobs where, like, someone would be yelling at me for a drink and I would, like, take my apron off and throw it at them and, like, clock out and walk home and never talk to anyone at the cafe again. And then it turned into... (laughs) I like that you were still responsible enough to clock out. (laughs) Just that much, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. References are hard for me. (laughs) Merle, you've done this with me a lot. What? This show. Oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
She was <laughs> like you, like really good on panel, as like coming off of stand up. Right? Yeah. Am I crazy? Okay. Wait, what? Why is that crazy? Because I just think that she's better than most when it comes to panel, like going from stand-up to panel. Yeah. I no, just, it's funny because, yeah, most comedians can't talk properly. I know. In sentences. If it's not something that they had to think about beforehand. Yeah, so good yeah. job. Thank you. I, don't, I didn't want that to Feeling better about the panel than my set. Why weren't you guys <laughs> no, the laughing? Set, the, set, the set was awesome. And this is the, maybe the only room I've ever been in where 100% of the people were honest about watching the L Word and 100% honest about being on Tinder. That's Wait, rare. You guys, thank you so much. Okay. Thank no, you. Th- no one was lying to you. If they're willing to be like, "Yeah, I'm on Tinder. I'm trying to fuck." What's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, normally they would it's tell crickets. you, "I would watch the L word." No, they just just didn't see it. It didn't come up. Yeah. Showtime uh, on demand or whatever was not available at the time. Things have changed. True. Yeah. It's on Netflix now. Check it out. I don't know. I just did Stephanie Haas, uh, your next guest. I think I just did her uh, show. And just a packed room of 20-somethings and crickets when I asked about that. Like, no one wants to own up to it. No. But it's like, I recognize you all from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got any plugs? Um, yes. I am, um, I just started a new weekly show that's going to be at The Hideout um, here in Chicago. Very fun music venue that's trying to incorporate more comedy. I don't think you need to explain the hideout to anyone <laughs> to in this To this crowd especially. Yeah, I know. Recognize you all from there too. Um, it's going to be called the Monday Mulligan. It's going to be weekly on Monday starting July 11th. Um, the theme of the show is a mulligan. If you don't know, it's a golf term. It means like a do-over. So we're inviting performers to come over and do over any performance they've wanted to do, whether it be like a character, a sketch, a stand-up set, or even like a breakup or like a fight with a roommate that they want to like act out and then it's going to be part game show at the end where we're going to invite audience members to submit their do-over and we're going to recreate it with them um could i pitch you a tagline for the name of the monday mulligan sure it's time to play the game there we go (laughs) that was said for two people in the room um you're great thank you for doing this thank you you guys Uh, are great uh merle you got any plugs Uh, cool bro no yeah (laughs) Listen to the radio. Yeah, listen to WGN. It needs all just the plugs in you general, get. Just in general. Oh, here's a, fun, a here's a fun fact that ties together WGN Radio and WGN TV. So we're doing the show last night, and in all the studios they have a feed of television. And you can see the studios of every, like the, the individual studios. So you can see your news guy, you can see your weather guy, et cetera. You can see your traffic guy. And you can't watch WGN TV in WGN Radio because they use DISH, and DISH no longer carries WGN. <laughs> So you can't watch WGN at WGN. 2016, that's media. It's all bullshit. Uh, yeah. This is the best show ever. That's it. Yeah. Um, we're the only show that matters. And you can hear us regardless of your fucking internet provider. Regardless. Anyways, um, the band's going to play two songs. Thank you to everyone at The Hungry Brain. I clearly love this place for way too long. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming out. It really means a lot to me. These lovely musicians are going to play two more songs, but I'm going to leave the stage because all I could do at this point is ruin it. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mending, everybody.
You guys are great. Thank you so much for having us. You're very full of feelings. <laughs> and you're using your brain. That's accurate. <laughs> and you're using your musical talent. And the fact that you just you were okay with sharing this stage with me for an hour and, and you didn't leave after what I did means a lot to me. This is proof positive what happened tonight on this stage, that anybody could be friends. If you and I could share this show, we could be friends. I have a friend that has a man bun. We're friends. I have a friend that wears open-toe sandals 100% of the time. We're friends. Those things aren't for me. They're for them. Good for them, not for me. Your music, I could never do what you do. To be fair, you could never do what I do. True. You shouldn't do what I do. You don't want to do that. It's a dark, different path. What you do is so impressive. And I just, I, I hope that you get the acclaim and the recognition that you deserve. I don't think you will. No one does, honestly. No one does. I thought, I thought this was, we were going to get it because of this podcast. No, you were wrong. That's not how podcasts work. <laughs> Ever. I enjoy what you do so much. Um, do you have any plugs? We will have some shows soon and possibly a cassette release. Yeah, in autumn. Okay. I have to talk about what you just said really quick. Cassette, of I course. Know, know, of course. I know. And number two, you used autumn rather than fall. Perfect. It's like, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So <laughs> totally fucking good. Um, I, I met you tonight. I like you very much. I like you too. I Thanks. hope. Even if you're lying, thank you. <laughs> I've known the guy to your right for over a decade at this point. Um, and this is just going to have me give credit to him. Um, he was in a band called The Notes and Scratches. Please tell me that was your band, and I didn't like... Okay, good. I'm still on the same page. It's uh, all that cocaine I didn't do. Um, you were great in that band, but it was like a loud band-ish loud band. Yes, it was. Um, and then I saw you do something, it's a little more than five years ago now, that I still remember and I still rave about, and I don't know the name of it. You scored an opera... And it was in this very large setting, and it wasn't exactly in West Town, and it wasn't in the West Loop, it was in that weird in-between. Do you know, remember the name of that venue? It was the building stage. It's since closed. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was there. Um, what was the name of that production? Uh, it was called One Thing and Everything Else. That was so good. Thank you. Is there any way for anyone else to ever see that? Is it ever going to get staged again? No. Fantastic. That's how we're going to end this show. If you don't come out, you'll never see beautiful art. But honestly, I think about that stuff all the time, and, and, and I'm completely sincere here. Um, you did exactly what you wanted for a very small segment of time for no one but yourself and your collaborators, and that means so much. Um, you are essentially the John Cena of local opera. That is the highest compliment you could give a man on the 4th of July weekend. Thanks for coming out, everybody. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Dan, and thanks to Mike Reed. Thanks for everybody that came out. It means a lot. You could be outside in the lovely, lovely weather, but you chose to be here. Thanks for coming, and have a wonderful night. Dan played the music.